Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. My next guest, Aaron, owner of Embrace It Fitness, has a passion for health and fitness. Aaron is a personal trainer and fitness instructor who believes that being healthy isn't just about an aesthetic look, and that although changing the look of our bodies may bring us more confidence, there's more to it than that. There's also the emotional and nutritional elements that play a key role. More recently, Aaron decided to expand her training sessions to include classes where she works with women who have cancer after her mother's diagnosis. And she also offers mummy and me boot camps after having struggled with the physical changes of her pregnancy and postpartum. It was really eye opening for her, especially as a trainer. So she decided to expand her knowledge in this area so that she could help other moms. Hey, Erin, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on today. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good, good, good. I can't wait to dive into, into everything. So Um, I know you've been in the fitness world for a while now, but I want to go back and talk about how you got into fitness. What was the draw for you? Um, I guess just growing up through my childhood, I played every sport there was to name. You would find me on the soccer field. You'd find me on the basketball court. You'd find me on the volleyball court. You'd find me on the ski hills, everything. Um, I was always constantly somewhere. Um, I was actually just having a conversation with, uh, I teach a teenage strength class right now. And I was having a conversation with them and how, um, I remember the days cause changing in the car going from one sport to the next sport. And so, um, it kind of started there, I guess. Um, and then it just kind of, it evolved itself. I never, I ever did. I think I would be in it full time. Um, I went to school at the university. Well, I went to school here in Grand Prairie at, uh, which is now rebranded to the Northwest Polytech. So former GPRC. And then I went to get my bachelor of physical education degree at the university of Alberta. Um, long story short, I started with kinesiology, um, dropped the kinesiology, um, and went into, that was partly just because of GPA and certain things of like UFC and what did UFA wanted and I was like destined to go to UFC didn't work out so I had to go to U of A um and I was like okay well I guess this isn't the route I'll take what can I do instead chose the bachelor of physical education slash education route so that allows you to get two degrees in five years it's a pretty sweet gig and then my sister's a teacher my mom's a teacher and I just didn't think teaching was for me um And yeah, I graduated from the University of Alberta in 2013 with my U of A degree, uh, sorry, my bachelor of physical education degree. And then I uh, went, now what? (laughs) Um, I believe everything happens for a reason, received a maternity position at GPRC in Fairview to run and manage their gym up there. And that was, that was in 2014, 2015 is when I did that. And uh, I was a recreation coordinator and it was like the best job ever. And so I always was like, okay, I'm going to go in 
government. So either um, working for the city of Grand Prairie or working for the county or wherever I wind up in my life, I don't care. I want to work in public re recreation because, I mean, mind you, they pay really, really good. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so that was my ultimate goal. And I ran boot camps on the side. So Fairview is a very small town in Northern Alberta and they lack a lot of programming. And so I was like, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. And so basically I hired myself. I was like, look, I'm, I'm also CSEP certified. Sorry. So I have my, um, certification and, uh, for personal training. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to hire myself. And they let me do that. And we ran like the busiest boot camps ever in Fairview. I was like, man, this is my jam. I like this. And yeah, I guess that's kind of where it all started. Um, and then I left, it was only a maternity leave, uh, like a maternity leave position. So I was there for a year and one of my ultimate dreams was going to Australia. So I knew that once again, I'll say it again, everything happens for a reason and just take the leap, do it no matter where life takes you. And I, I booked my flights to Australia for, um, for when my contract ended and I was gone in March and I left for a year quote unquote, <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> and then I came back, um, pregnant with my first, I guess we'll say. And, um, okay. Pause, I, pause for a yeah, second. Yeah. There's you, a big, like I can go on and on. <laughs> so you went to Australia either by yourself or with someone, or did you bring an Aussie back with you? What yeah. okay, go there? Um, so I was pregnant before I left. I had no idea. Um, and I was, I found out when I was 14 and a half weeks pregnant. So the weirdest thing, and I have to share it because it was just, I, I remember my best friend, well, one of my really good friends was getting married. Um, some really good family friends were getting married in Cuba that summer. And I'm like, why does everything have to happen when I leave? Right. And, uh, my whole family was going and it was just this big thing. And, but anyways, I would just was like, I'm not going. And I kept saying, well, you never know. I might be back in four months. You never know. I might be back in four months. And little did I know I was back in four months, but for a completely different reason, because I was going to have a baby. Um, and yeah, so I was pregnant before I left. Um, we're still together. <laughs> um, and uh, we were never together when I left because I was just leaving. Like I was going to see where life was going to take me. And it brought me back. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for it because... Um, and now I have two wonderful boys and the best father ever <laughs> to them. So yeah, that's kind of long story short there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That yeah. is just incredible. It blows people's like, minds. And I guess sometimes I just forget about it. Um, cause well, we're just so used to living every day today and what our life is now. We, we forget about what the past is like and what brought us to where we are now. But when you really dive deep and think about it, it's just, it's surreal. Like, yeah. Okay. So two things did you do, was it a solo trip to Australia? Yeah. Um, okay. So it was, yeah. um, what was your intention with the trip? Like you were planning to go for a year. You had your, um, you got your certification. You were, you were in it for like a year. What, yeah. what was, uh, the intention um, well, it was always a goal of mine to go there. Um, and we always say those five-year goals and five-year goals. And it's so funny because I love the Facebook memories. Um, 
because I did, I, I wrote on Facebook and like, and I, I like seeing it pop now. It's like, I will go to Australia in five years. Little did I know four years I was, I was off to Australia. Like I had no idea I'd written that on Facebook. Right. Um, I wasn't a huge writer, journalist, um, type of person, although I truly believe in, um, all that Matt, and then writing down your goals. Cause obviously of what I do, am I perfect at it myself now? No, <laughs> am I better? Yes. But yeah, I don't, um, there was no goal in mind to go. I just wanted to go travel. And if I had found a permanent job, I would have never went. So the fact that the job I had gotten was a mat lead position, it was life telling me to go you need to go and do this, whatever you'll come out of it. It was the best experience ever. I would go back in a heartbeat. Um, I don't think I would have ever came back, honestly. So who knows what that life would have been like, but it's not that now. So. Okay. um, And so what was either the call like, um, to let, I don't know, is it your hubby now? Are you married now? We're not married. Um, Tense. Your partner. Hope you can hear me. Um, yeah, yeah. We. I still call him my hubby. Okay. So, um, so was there but, a call, uh, or did you come back into the country yeah. to tell him? Yeah. No. He he knew everything. Um, the whole way we were we were just really really good friends. Um, I mean, we had been like seeing each other for six months, but I I was I wasn't going to make it official because I knew this trip was coming. Unfortunately, I had met him post booking my tickets. So, um, I mean, I knew I was going and I was going, so I didn't want to be unfair from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, and he was like, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. And I was like, mm, don't bother. Like, <laughs> he's, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but yeah, I really was like, don't bother. Like, I mean, I don't know where life will take me. Just carry on. Don't, don't let your life stop because you're waiting for somebody. Right. So we were, and Australia's Wi-Fi wasn't the greatest. We weren't always able to be in contact and, and I didn't want to be, honestly, I didn't want to be. Um, and then, but he knew everything from the get go. And then, um, yeah, I, uh, I guess this is like real and raw. And so, um, I did consider abortion, um, because, well, I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know everything about this guy, um, everything. So I considered it seeing a clinic down in Australia. I can just see it vividly happening. It was an awful experience. Um, I'm, I'm nowhere like for or against it. Um, depending on your situation, you do you. Um, but it was the worst experience I ever experienced. Um, and I literally called my mom outside the door and I said hey mom like I don't know and it plus it was like not that it was about the money but it was more expensive because I was there so like it was like you see the doctor it costs this much then you see the anesthesiologist it costs this much and then you see the surgeon it costs this much and like that's going through my mind plus I'm how many hours away countries away talking to my mom and then the front desk lady literally looks at, I say friend, but it really, in reality, I knew this girl for two weeks that I met in a hostel. Um, and, uh, she looked at her and she goes, she's not able to, um, abort this baby. And then my friend came out and told me, well, I'm on the phone outside trying to like, you know, get my emotions in check. And I was like, who's this girl to tell you that this is my life. I didn't walk back in there. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm having this baby. I sat like 
and plus like I was 14 and a half weeks pregnant. Like I was at the cusp end of it being allowed to happen. And I was like, I can't, I just, I could not do it. And, uh, yeah, I called Tyrell. I sat down on this park bench and I was like, they're having a baby. <laughs> and he was so excited. And my mom came down to Australia. We'd already planned this before all this, but I stayed in Australia for about a month and a half after I knew I was pregnant and, uh, came back when I had to. Yeah, basically I would have kept, I would have stayed, but unfortunately overseas and everything costs a little bit more when you're not from the country. So yeah. Money oh became gosh. an issue. Yeah. What yeah. a crazy, oh my gosh. I'm so glad that came out of this. Like what a crazy story. So, okay. I yeah. know that, um, you now do like the mummy and me boot camps mm-hmm. because when you were pregnant and postpartum, Um, And then kind of going through like the physical changes, like you realize that even being a trainer, was this with your first or your second, when you had this realization that even being a trainer, even with all the knowledge, even with all of it, like still our bodies, what they go through um, and Mm -hmm. trying to like physically get back there. When, when was that with your first or second? Um, so I will, mommy and me bootcamp started, um, it was actually an idea with a friend of mine who, um, I met in prenatal class, which is super funny. Um, who ended up marrying a Fairview boy, but (laughs) which is too funny because there was no connection until later on. So it's just so funny how we're all connected and we had, uh, our babies are four days apart. Yeah. So they're like best buds. Now they're six years old now. So, um, yeah, we were on a walk one day and I was, she was also a certified fitness instructor. And I was like, let's do this. Like, this doesn't exist in Grand Prairie. Like I'm just a very, I like to be busy. I couldn't, I couldn't do mat leave. I couldn't sit around. Um, it was hard mind you, but I just, I couldn't, I had to be doing something. And I always believed that, um, when I had my baby, like people were like, you're always on the go. You're always somewhere. And like, that's how I wanted to raise my children was I don't care where I'm at. Got to sleep on the floor. You got to sleep on the floor, you know? So anyways, uh, we were like, yeah, let's run this. And so we decided to run a couple classes. She decided it wasn't for her. Um, but yeah, we had, I think 35 people close to 40. I don't remember at our first boot camp. I mean, we ran it for free just because we wanted to get the exercise and everything too. And just didn't think it was fair, you know, if we're jumping in there and yeah, it was amazing. And then I just kind of spiraled after that. I was three months postpartum when we started it. So our babies were three months and we just kind of started classes again. Um, and that would have been, would that have been no, because when I came back from Australia, I did get a job for a couple months working at a gym, a local gym here in town. And then I was running some, just some classes there while pregnant. But yeah, so really after since Australia, that was my full on going back into the work field with classes. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of word of mouth and Grand Prairie loved it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, and then you had like a job while you were pregnant and then had your, yeah. your son. Yes. How, yeah. how, did, how did you get into, cause you have embrace it fitness now. Was that the yeah. start of it? The boot camps, or did it kind of start? It, was, before then? it kind of just started. I, um, I didn't have like a business name, anything like that. 
didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> Just led by Aaron. <laughs> um, I, then I was like, okay, like I need to be a little bit more legit. Um, kind of got a logo that I literally had made up one day in Edmonton in my apartment. So I was like, one day I'm going to build a gym. I need a logo and I'm just designing things. And so I used that logo. I was just Aaron Weeks Fitness. Um, I rebranded in September of 2020, actually, um, because I'm, I'm in Sexsmith, but then I have a lot of clientele in Grand Prairie that are like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Like we want your classes. And I just, I couldn't be everywhere at once. The only one person. So I started hiring some self-contractors and I was like, man, if I work for someone, I wouldn't want to work under Aaron Weeks Fitness. So then like I was eventually wanting to brand, rebrand anyways. And yeah, so I rebranded to Embrace It Fitness and that is its whole other thing because I never knew what I, what I wanted my name to be eventually. And, um, the more and more I got into, so this would have been, so 2020, my second child's already two now. And I struggled, I struggled for a good number of years with my weight. Um, and as much like I, I mean, I worked, I'm not perfect. I don't work out every single day, nor should you work out every single day. Um, and I do use the excuse, I don't have time. I don't have time that we all use. Um, but um, see, and this is my brain and how it works. I forget what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I struggled in a sense that I knew all the knowledge. I knew what to do. I was putting in the work, but I didn't understand why my body wasn't reacting to everything I was learned. Um, and then I struggled getting back into teaching, getting back into personal training sessions and working with clients. Um, one, it wasn't my full-time job before, mind you. I, I planned on working a full-time job and just doing these things on the side and working more into rec management, but that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, I just really struggled and I found out um, how much hormones also play a huge role. And especially us in women, no matter what, if you're postpartum pregnant or what, just being a woman in general sucks because your hormones suck and learning how to regulate that. Obviously diet and exercise play a huge, huge role, um, in your hormones. But what, what if, what if you fall off the wagon? right? Like how can you manage and control that? So just learning a majority of things that are outside of fitness and diet that we don't realize, or we don't get taught. Um, and yeah, so that I would definitely realize after my second child and the weight just started dropping off and it's not about the weight. It's about feeling good. And I didn't feel good. And I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. And I felt like people would look at me and be like, she's not a personal trainer. Look at that tummy on her. Right. And I just became, I became like, and I was always like, I don't care. I have an, I don't care attitude, but I had a really hard time with that. I still taught, but I would like hide myself and hide my body. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I tell my clients not to, why am I doing this? Right. Mm, oh my yeah. Gosh. It was smart. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. how you bring that up because I know even myself, like after I had my son, um, I think I gained like 40 pounds and I was like all tummy and then 
Like I've never, I've never really owned a scale. I, I just like how, how do my clothes feel? How do I feel? Don't throw the scale out. Yeah. That's how I kind of <laughs> roll. <it> so <laughs> they, <laughs> they weighed me like when I, the day that I had them. And then I think it was like, I think I lost like 35 pounds or, or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I had him, I lost 35 pounds. I have like another five pounds. And then like, it took me like a couple of years after I had him, like just, I guess, like you say, I never even thought like my hormones were running wild, my sleep, like all of it. I was just like running on fumes, um, that, yeah, I was just like, what the heck is going on with my body? Like I'm generally like healthy, but it just like, wasn't budging or wasn't moving. And it was like a good two years after I had him that I finally started to feel good in my clothes again. So like, what do you tell someone who's in that situation where they're like, they're doing the things they're exercising, they're healthy, they're eating great. And it's just maybe their, their hormones or something else. Like, what would you say to that person? Um, majority of my clientele is women and postpartum moms. And, um, I mean, it's one or two things. A lot of people also think, okay, they're, they are doing the right thing. So first it's like checking to see what are you doing that makes you think is the right thing? Cause sometimes mentally we think we're doing the right thing when maybe we're not. Um, so one of the biggest things that I like to focus on, especially because 90% of the people that come to me, their, their number one thing is, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And I tell them, I said, great, that's great. But what about all these other things? How's your sleep? How's your mindset? How's, um, like, what are you eating in your average day? Cause that plays a huge role with hormones as well. And although it's nutrition, those things come first before exercise. And, um, yeah. So just seeing if what they're doing is what they think. Cause you know, you might look at me and be like, I'm working out every single day. I'll be like, Candace, when's your rest day? When's, what are you doing? Are you doing weights every single day? Well, yeah. Or I'm just running on the treadmill for an hour every single day. Cause that's how you lose weight, right? No, lift those heavy weights too. So there's a majority, there's many, many things that fall into place. So first checking to see if, you know, what you are doing is what you're doing. Right. And then, um, mindset and habits. So that's something I've honestly, I want to say recently learned is just habits, right. And changing your daily habits, drinking your water, what do you do in the morning routine and just sticking with those things? Cause the majority of things, and I fell into a big hole of with alcohol, I, I would say I abused alcohol. Um, like I got to a point where I, I was like, I love it. Right. And I look back at it now, and especially post post everything that's gone on in the world. We all did it. Right. And I look back and I like, I mean, mind you, I still drink wine. I still drink alcohol, but I, it got to a point where it bothered me so bad. And so alcohol is a huge deterrent, although I never really thought it was right. And it plays a huge role. So that's something I've been honestly coping with over the last couple of years, just trying to control that alcohol and yeah, so that's a whole other thing. So you just, you got to dive deep into your clients and it takes a long time. It's not quick fixes. It's not, it takes, I just posted some progress photos and I'm not one to post for photos. And I surprised myself like, um, yeah. Cause it was like two years. I feel good. 
Um, but it wasn't like someone could get there in six months, but why would you want to, why would you want to sacrifice the way you live and how you live and your family life and your kids for just an aesthetic look of a body? What, for what, what, what is that gaining you in life? Right. And my family comes first. And, um, I, I mean, as much as I wasn't happy all the time and I learned to control my emotions and found how to control things. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> um, okay, where were we talking about? Emotions and aesthetics. Yeah, like aesthetics. Like I tell my clients and I have free consultations with all of my clients because I'm a big believer and you should um, be personal with your client. You're going to be with them two to three to four times a week, depending on their exercise program. So if they don't like you, they're not going to like their program. If you don't like them, you're not going to like working with them. So I'm a big believer in, you know, having that one-on-one chat. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, 95% of the time I get lucky and they usually stick with me. So that's good. But, uh, the number one thing I say is what, what are your goals? And I'm not your average. I can't even say average trainer. I can't, everybody's different. Everyone's going to train people in their own ways, but it's dependent on their goals. And it's like, do you have certain things you love? Do you like that glass of wine? Do you like to have birthday cake? Um, do you eat sweets? Do you, like all those bad things that we're told, they're not bad. They're, they're in things we enjoy. It's just the matter and how we intake them. And so it's trying to teach them ways in moderation to be able to still enjoy and live your life while still being healthy, mm. but not having a six pack. And that's okay. And learning that it is okay. And that your body's different. And it's not like those sports illustrated models because go, go, go to the Miami beach. Like you're, you're not, you're not going to see all these. I, I don't like to use the term skinny, but like, you know, bikini models and stuff. You're not because that's not the average person, the average woman. Yes. I love that. There's such a variety in different body shapes and sizes and, um, yeah, if we can still enjoy and indulge in the things that we love to while living our life, like you said, being, you know, your family is important and all the different things that are important to you, you can still be healthy and mm-hmm. still love your body if it's not, you know, a size mm-hmm. zero, if that's not, um, if that's not the, the make of you. I had uh, a fitness instructor who I loved when I went to university and one of the things that he said to me that still sticks, he's like, if you are a German shepherd, you are never going to be a toy dog, like a Pomeranian. And if you're a Pomeranian, you're never going to be a German shepherd. Like, so if you're like teeny tiny, that's just your build. You're not going to be like big muscle bulky, you know, you know what I mean? Or if you're like a German shepherd and you have all the muscles, you're never going to be like, um, just like really, really, yeah. Thin. it's just, but you can still be healthy in whatever body size, like whatever, make that you are. So I'm like, Oh, that's so good. Cause sometimes we want to just like 
be something that our body just isn't actually capable of when we can actually be healthy in the body that we're gifted with and whatever that looks like. So, um, yeah, changing expectations on, on that definitely was like, okay, how, how is my body healthy? Yeah, exactly. And like changing the, changing the thought on that too, is like, um, sometimes we, there's women out there who are naturally thin. Um, are they healthy? Honestly, um, they're in the same boat you are uh, most of the time, but they get looked at as, oh, you're so thin. You're so lucky. Oh, you can eat whatever you want. And they'll always be that size. Um, and we forget that sometimes and how that may make them feel. So I do like, I don't just train clients to lose weight. I also have really thin clients who need to gain muscle or they're on the other end because of how they're perceived in um, society. And it's, it's sometimes we don't see that. We don't look at the whole picture all the time. Um, And like, uh, we do, um, we do this really good class right now. It's called our pound rock and reset. It's like a monthly class that we do that we've been traveling with it since February. When I say traveling, I say all around the Grand Prairie area and hitting up the small towns and it's been very successful. And so we do like a self-care and like a mental health, um, discussion at the end. And one thing we really talk about is just, um, don't forget, um, what you're going through because you never know what the other person is going through. So like we, I like to say when you're in the grocery store, you might like accidentally run into something, somebody accidentally, how are you going to react in that situation? Are you going to be angry? If you're angry, you've got a whole lot of other ball game and problems and you've got to check yourself. It's not their fault. Maybe it's something internal that you're dealing with. And, um, don't forget that, if you are dealing with it, something, somebody else is going to be dealing with something. So always keep in mind about those things um, and how you react to situations. Um, because typically if it's, um, if you are going through it, somebody else is going through it. And we yes, forget that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We all have our own stuff and it might be different or similar or whatever, but yeah, sometimes we, you know, we don't really yeah. allow ourselves to to think that way or like see somebody that way, like for their not being perfect, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you also do some personal training, or I guess it wouldn't be personal training, some classes with women who have cancer. Yes. So will yes. you tell us, I know your mother after her diagnosis, this is kind of what led you that way. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes and no, actually. Um, well, it led me that way. Yes, for sure. Um, um, I, I, there's something I totally want to touch on, but I don't know if now's the time, but, um, yeah. So in July, uh, January of 2018, I was working a full-time job, um, at that time and doing boot camps and stuff on the side. Um, and actually I'm going to, I'm going to go there. Okay. I'm going to okay, go there. You go there. Um, so I was in one of the best jobs I loved and always wanted to be in. Um, it was a temporary job as well. It was in an event and, um, I, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was 
pregnant with my second child. So um, at the time, I didn't know I was going to be pregnant. Um, it kind of just happened again, too. <laughs> so, and, uh, uh, so anyways, I was actually eventually let go of that job quite suddenly after I told them I was pregnant. During this time, my mom had already been diagnosed, and we were dealing with that as well. And once again, I believe everything happens for a reason. It killed me. It killed me being let go from this job. Um, I was let go unfairly. I can't really talk about it a whole lot, um, but it, it's the biggest part of my story and what led me to do what I do now. Um, and I forget about it. I really do. Um, I, I seeked legal, one, because I was pregnant. Um, and that's kind of where Aaron Weeks Fitness really evolved because I was just mad at the world. I knew I couldn't just soap and sorrow. I was pregnant with my second child. So I was going on mat leave again, which I know how the first year went. So, I mean, I just kind of went full on into the personal training world. Um, so yeah, with my mom's diagnosis led to my, um, auntie's diagnosis the following year. So breast cancer runs in my family, which is super scary. Um, for me and my sister both, because we are high risk um, in that sense as well. And I have a friend too, who all of her mom's sisters all got breast cancer. So she's like super high risk. So it led me to dive a little bit deeper and um, being shut down <laughs> um, in the fitness world in COVID, uh, I didn't know what to do with my life. So I seeked into um, some professional development. And one of the courses was cancer and exercise. And I was like, yes, yes. And I work really closely with the compassion house foundation. Um, they're based, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're based out of Edmonton. And so my mom and my auntie and multiple people that I know, unfortunately have had to stay there. Um, this was before radiation was actually uh, we, we didn't have radiation in Grand Prairie. Now with the new hospital, we do have radiation to a point. It's still not a hundred percent, but, um, I forget the stats right now, but I'm just going to go out there and say 70% of women, um, from Grand Prairie and area stay at the compassion house. So, uh, it's near and dear to my heart. And, um, so every single year I do a fundraiser for them, whether it be with my business, whether it be some, like I've just done different fundraisers for them every single year and it's evolved bigger and bigger and bigger every year. So yeah, I did cancer and exercise last year, I think. And, um, just kind of put the word out there to see if there was any women who wanted to partake in this. And it's been amazing. Um, I have, I mean, it's small, but uh, they're mighty and they're strong. It's a very, very hard demographic to reach out to into the fitness world. Um, but it's been really, really cool to see. I have most of them are like two to three years post. There's their all of their treatments and are in remission, um, but still really battle with strength loss. And I have one girl right now and she's like, I just she's amazing to see her go through chemotherapy to see her go through i'm gonna get emotional to see her go through she's currently in radiation right now and she shows up every single day we're only twice a week we've dropped it down to once a week for the summer but every single day she's there and i mean one day she could be struggling different than the other day that's fine we just modify accordingly to how you feel and that goes to say with all of my classes 
um, we just modify it how you feel. One day you're not feeling it. You can't lift the 15 pounds, lift 12, lift 10. At least you still showed up, right? And you're moving your body. Um, because we do, we're off. We have off days, we have on days. We have off days, we have on days, right? And it's just a matter of, like your sign says, wake up, kick ass and repeat. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It kind of, it's still in its preliminary stages. I'd like to, it to grow a little bit more, but once again, it's a very, very niche market and a very hard market to reel those ladies in and get them to understand. Because I mean, my mom, when she went through chemotherapy that she said, she's like, there's no way I could do it. There is no way. And part of what led me to it is my mom was in a program uh, called ACE. It's with the Alberta Cancer uh, ACE. I don't know the full term, but um, so they did research. They brought um, a 12 week class and did some research. It was a free course and my mom didn't miss a class. And so that's kind of where it kind of evolved and she loved it and pushed herself and was like, why don't you do this? And I was like, I'll do it. And so, yeah, it's still growing. Um, but it's really, it's really cool to see. And then with that being said, the compassion house plays a huge role, not with that class necessarily, but, uh, led me to grow another business, which is Tinseltown winter market. I don't know if you've heard of it at all. Um, yeah, I have. So that's kind of my, yeah, that's kind of a, a baby we started in COVID because I didn't have anything better to do. And I had to be busy. I couldn't work in the fitness industry, but markets could happen. And I was like, why are people canceling their markets? Like I'm going to make this happen. And I always, once again, wanted to run a market. I don't know why I quote unquote, but I always wanted to run a market. I was involved in markets in the past with other businesses and I wanted to do my own. And we were just oversaturated with markets. And I was like, there's no way and I took a risk and I was like, I'm doing it. We can do it. That Monday post our market, everything shut down again. That's how lucky we were for it to happen. So, and then year two, um, we decided to do it in support of co- the compassion house. And, uh, yeah, we raised, um, 20, just under $25,000 to go towards the compassion house. So when I say the fundraisers haven't been involving, it's just amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say, but, and then year three, we will be doing it again this November in Grand Prairie and, um, once again to the compassion house. So yeah, every little thing kind of just leads you in life and you never know where it's going to go. And I did a video, about Tinsel during Tinseltown and how much we raised and just realizing like, it was really hard to, it still hasn't hit me, even though it was like last November, but like all the hard work and everything you put in to do this, like you, you never really get hit with a sense of like, you look back and you're like, Whoa, I did this. Right. And looking back in little me in March of 2018, being terminated from a job and fighting back and fighting back. And now to opening up my own gym this September in Sexsmith now, is and being shut down and be like, it's just, everything happens for a reason. Just follow that path and let it guide you. And I mean, your roller, your life's a roller coaster. You may be down here and same with weight loss. It's going to be a roller coaster and you're going to be down here and you're going to be up here. You're going to be down here and you're going to be up here, but always knowing it's always going to go up no matter where it leads you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's so many things that happen through your story that you just, 
didn't fight it. You just kind of like, okay, here is the next obstacle. What's going to come out of this? Or I'm led in this direction or what next? So as you kept going along, different things unfolded and evolved. And it's incredible to see where it's, where it's led you and what's come out of it. Like, And, wow. and like, I'm getting emotional right now, but sometimes we don't step back and we look at our own lives. We, we like, it's good to always look forward, be present, but sometimes take a step back and realize how far you've really come. And it's, it's huge. Some days you, you sit down and you're like, I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere. But I like, I've caught myself saying that. And then I sit down and I look up and I'm like, I got a, I got a roof over my head. I got walls around me. Right. And like, look, like, looking around my house and you look at your things, right? Like look at the picture sometimes and just look at where you are and to be like, I'm okay. You know, it could be worse. Absolutely. Yes. It's so good to reflect, um, a girlfriend of mine, like twice a year, every six months, because it doesn't even take that long. Like six months ago, if we sit down and we, it's, it's like mid-year already, it is June. So if we sit down in June and look back, (laughs) it's like, we forget like how far and all the things that have taken place in the last six months. So it doesn't have to be, you know, two years, three years, five years, just like looking back a few months and it's like, wow, like, where was I then? And where am I now? And, and where uh, am I going next? Like, I didn't think I'd be opening up a gym this year. Um, January of 2020, one, we, we were supposed to open up a gym, um, in Saxmith and just, we weren't able to, and all the struggles of COVID and the inflation and everything, we kind of put it on pause and I was content with my little gym in my basement. Um, I say little, but it's actually not too bad. See, we say we, we undermine ourselves, right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was really content. I, and, (laughs) uh I guess we'll go there (laughs) I just hate Facebook uh I tell I seen a Facebook post um March I say recent but like you're right like cool time flies but there's so much that goes on I seen this post about someone wanting to open up a gym in my community or thinking about it and I was like no 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 and I have everything I've I've already been there like I'm 10 steps ahead of but I'm like no 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 this is my territory no and but I literally, there's some things I can't say, but there's some things in the works as well. Um, that I was like, kind of just, I'm okay here. I'm busy. I'll just wait for those other things to happen and slide my foot in the door there. But if I didn't open up this gym, somebody else was going to, um, it's needed in our community and I think it will be really good, but yeah, if, and that's sometimes, things happen for a reason, but also if you don't act sooner, somebody else will act sooner. Um, and so that's kind of where I took with this. And in April, I made a couple of phone calls. Actually I'd made phone calls before this post even happened, but it kind of was that drive and that kick to be like, Hey, hurry up, Aaron, and do it, do it, do it. And here we are. So we opened up the doors in September and I'm super excited 
and I can't wait. I don't know what it's gonna what's gonna bring. Um, never did I want to really do uh, an open gym format. I just wanted to run classes, but we will be doing an open gym format because that was asked by a lot of the community and it's something that we can serve to the community that doesn't exist here. So super excited about that. And yeah, I'll have more to come about that in the next little bit, but yeah, just Yay. getting the word out right now. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So exciting. And I love how you brought that, that point up. I think a lot of us have like these dreams and these desires and these things that just live in our mind that we don't do anything with. And like you said, somebody else who has the courage or will just take the action or like put themselves out there or whatever it is they need to do, like take step one, then step two, like they'll make it happen. So instead of letting all of your dreams or thoughts or desires live in your mind, they could be a reality if you actually do something about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I, wholeheartedly believe in that. And, uh, I think that's where I struggled. Um, I don't like to use this term, but I'm going to use it anyway in like regular job positions. And that's where I think I really found out it wasn't for me is it, especially in recreation and event and in event management. Um, you might have all these great ideas, but you have to learn to accept the word no, or you have to learn to accept that it's not able to happen or like those kinds of things. Um, but more or less, so the ideas coming to fruition and then things not happening. So like, um, yeah, just like, I, I, I'm a very creative person. I love, I love to come up with ideas and act on them. Like, let's do it. Don't, don't tell me yes. Make me do all the work. And then tell me no later, just like, like it, I like, if I have an idea, I'm going to do it. If it fails, I don't give a shit. I did it. Right. And so that's what really bothered me in a lot of my jobs that I had been in the past. So I think that's what really drove me to become self-employed. And because I can do whatever the hell I want now. I, I have an idea. Let's do it. Somebody else has an idea. Let's do it. Like I'm, I mean, you got to be real. You still have to be a realist, but let's do it. Like if it fails, start again. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. You don't have to run it by the boss. You're the boss. You can figure it out. And if it fails, then you obviously know that's not the right path and you'll get led somewhere else into something different and learn the lessons along the way and take them forward with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Totally. So, um, what do you envision then for your future? Like what kind of like reflecting at where you've come from, where you are now, um, what would be like the dreamiest of all dreams for your business moving forward? If there was, there is no limitations, but like, what would it look like? And you can question Okay. You can like leave your ego at the door. Like the ego is not coming into this conversation because they want to like, you know, be logistical and figure it all out and have it mapped out until you can't do it. You so the entrepreneur mind. Yeah. <laughs> can you leave, yeah. Leave the entrepreneur mind, like, and all the fears and all the, this and, and, and all the, you know, worst case scenario. Um, okay. This is, I'm just saying what's the first thing to mind. Ideally, I would love for my business to open, obviously be successful, 
I love, I love training. So I hope my clients don't listen to this at all, (laughs) but eventually I want to run this business and step away completely. Um, and travel, honestly, travel. Um, I love my kids to death (laughs) and, um, but I wish I could have gotten a lot more travel in my lifetime. Um, right now it's kind of difficult to travel more than anything. Um, but eventually I know it's, it's going to get easier and I would love to be able to bring my family and not have to worry financially, um, of those trips just to be able to, you know, have money freedom. I know for a fact, I know you said leave the ego at the door, but you never know what's going to come out of it. Um, is a gym a money-making business? Mm, no, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Can it be? Absolutely. We'll see. Um, it just depends on what kind of work and what you're wanting to do in it. Um, but um, my main reason of opening up this gym is um, for me and my community and it's needed. So um, whether I come out even, great, I'll be happy. Um, but um, yeah, um, maybe it, like ex- if it does well, expanding it, We'll see. Like, I mean, we're only in little of Sexsmith. I thought about, I, I ideally, like I'm born and raised Grand Prairie. That's my hometown, but we live in Sexsmith and living in Fairview. Just, I love the small town feel. Like I love the people. I love the community. It's just, so, even though we're so close to Grand Prairie and I grew up there, it's just such a different feel and vibe. And I just love it here, but yeah, eventually maybe expanding. Um, and who knows? Who knows where it will take me? I don't know. I don't, I haven't really envisioned it first. I just got to get it off the ground and running. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay. But leaving it, leaving its mark here, like it doesn't leave sex with whether I back away or not. Like I'm not, I'm not backing away, but I would like to step away and travel and have somebody who's can run and manage it that I trust. Mm. I guess that would say my ultimate goal. I don't know. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. I love it. And I'm giving you some homework. (laughs) Oh, great. Um, Your homework is when we get off this call to Google the most successful, abundant cash flowing gyms um, that are out there because then your, your gym will just be that it won't be like, even it won't be, you know, making buy, but it'll be like the most abundant cash. Yeah. Yeah. Cash in. It will be, it will be. There's no doubt about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I love how, yeah, you're all about the community and it was, you found a place that needed it and you're serving those people in such a, you know, I mean, it's scary. Like business is scary. So don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not scared. Um, I (laughs) sat down and uh, me and my mom were going to the Johnny Reed concert. So we went out for dinner before. And, uh, I was telling her this, man, that feels like forever ago. Was that April? Like, it's scary to look back and be like, man, I was already like, we're June. Like I was having those talks back then. Um, so to see how fast it's already come and evolved, but, uh, and I told her what my monthly lease was and she was like, her eyeballs were just like, what? (laughs) Say that again. And I was like, she's like, what if you don't make rent? And I was like, I will. Like I will. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not worried about money. And she, I was like, I, and I said to her, I said, it's just money. And she's like, it's just money. And I was like, 
yeah, it's just money. Like, if you don't find it here, you'll find it somewhere else. Like, and that was the one of the things too, when I traveled Australia, I literally booked my plane ticket, planned to show up with no plan, but that didn't fly with my dad. He was, nope, you need to know where you're staying and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Just for you to make you happy. But um, yeah. And then after that, I was like, I didn't know where I was going. Didn't know where I was staying. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know if I had enough money and I didn't care. I did not care. I was like, which is kind of not really the tourist mentality. And that kind of bothered me because I'm a big foodie and I'm a big, I'm like, just man, if it's going to make you have fun, spend the money, who cares? Spend the money. Um, but yeah, that bothered me a little bit <laughs> with tourism, but I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, like you, you can always find money. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I don't find it something that you need to stress about. Yes. Yeah. And no, but if you see where I'm coming from and one thing I learned too is, um, I don't know if you know, I don't know her last name. Sa- Sammy Joe, Sammy Joe Braith, Braith, she's from Grand but, um, uh, she actually used to be a personal trainer as well and stepped away because realized it's really all about mindset, which it is. So she got more into the mindset perspective of things now and I forget her business name. And she had said to me or not me at a, it was a conference I went to and she was speaking at, and she said, think of money as energy. Right. And then um, so like your hard earned money is turned to energy. Somebody else's hard earned money is turned to energy. So like you go to a grocery store and you're buying your milk, you're giving money, but sometimes when you think of it, you're just, you're giving your hard earned energy. So the work you put into, to earn that money, your energy for somebody else's earned energy back. So when you don't think about it of dollars and cents and you look at it as energy exchange, it's mind blowing. Like it's like, does the dollar amount really matter? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. I'm all about, yeah, money flows in easily yeah. out easily. It's all about the energy and yeah, there's more yeah. than enough. There's an abundance. It's all out there. So mm-hmm. yeah. And if you don't have the money, you can find it literally through energy. Yes. So, I mean, this is just sounding wild to probably some people, <laughs> but, uh, and I was never a believer of that. I like to call it the hokey pokey stuff, but like more you dive deep into it, you're like, it makes sense. But, um, like I've talked to a lot of business owners and it's hard to start and maybe you can't clean your floors, but somebody else can. And maybe you can personal train that person. Maybe you can, maybe your hairdresser, you can do their, do your service for their service. So sometimes, you know, trading services is like a huge thing amongst entrepreneurs, whether you, and so like, if that's what it takes to make you successful and you've got the right people in your back pocket, then that's what it takes. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Gotta Mm -hmm. think outside the box. Yeah, absolutely. When you think you're outside the box, you got to like break it down. I I felt like before I'm like, I'm outside the box. I'm thinking outside the box. And then it's just like another level. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was outside. There's another box. (laughs) Yeah. Get outside that one. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love chatting with you. I think what you're doing is incredible. And those people who are in sex myth are so lucky to have you there. So where can anybody find you at, follow you? Um, catch up, see what you're up to. 
Yeah. So um, on Facebook, we are Embrace It Fitness. And then on Instagram, we are Embrace It Health Fit. And if anyone can tell me how to get the Embrace It Fitness handle, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) It's been dormant for like seven years. Oh my gosh. Okay. Last final question. Why embrace it? Fitness? Oh yeah. We didn't, we didn't really get there. Did we? Um, actually I remember driving to boot camp one day and I knew I was rebranding. Eventually I wanted to rebrand and because I was hiring instructors and I, they should work under a, a business name in my opinion, rather than Aaron Weeks fitness. And I just was driving and driving and I was working on, um, I believe this came before the business name. I wanted, it did, it did. Because in July of 2018, I went to the uh, Tony Robbins Power Success. Oh, it was amazing. And that really dove me deep into like, okay, let's go. And I wanted to run this really massive challenge. And um, one of the part of the challenges, it um, included a body positivity shoot. And so every buddy in the challenge received photos of them basically in bra and underwear in the gym. So we, it was all free photo, well, free, they, it was included in their package and it was, the challenge ended up being called, um, I don't remember. It was, it had the word embrace, embrace, embrace you challenge. That's what it was called. And, uh, it was amazing. We had like 40 women in it and it was just, it was just one of the best things ever that I did. And I don't know, I just kept, uh, um, when I was telling you about my logo sitting on my kitchen table in my tiny apartment in Oliver square in Edmonton, um, one of the names I was stuck on was ripping it fitness. And I was like, ripping it. (laughs) Then I didn't like it. And, I don't know. Embrace was kind of my word that year and, um, just embracing who you are and embracing your body. And I just, it kept coming up and coming up. And so then I took that rip in it and I put embrace it and then out of the fitness. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of, that's how it is. And that's where it came about. And I don't, I don't want to cater to men. I don't want to cater to women. I want to like, it's hard to cater to everybody, but majority of my clientele, like I said, is women and moms, but, uh, actually I do cater to a lot of men too, even though my colors are purple. Um, and I thought, I thought about that. I thought I would really struggle with, you know, really being tailored to that area. But I think because of the community of sex, one is so small that people just want something right. And word of mouth and, yeah. So, um, yeah. And now we're getting to stri- uh, teenagers and yeah, like, but that's another thing in businesses. You got to be careful. You can't cater to everyone. Not everyone's going to love you. Um, they're going to be haters. <laughs> um, it, it just is the, it is life. Right. And, um, but just learning how to control and manage that. Love yeah. It. I see, I go off topic, but yeah, embrace the fitness. It just kind of evolved from that. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. How cool. I've yeah. heard the Tony Robbins story from, from many people before he <sighs> has definitely left his mark on so many lives. Like he'll never know about. And I think the same, like even for you and what you're doing, like you'll leave your mark on all of these people who, you know, train, go to the classes, have this mm-hmm. like home, this other place away from home that they get to 
connect and have community that you, you probably will never know about. And, and that's, that's the thing. And sometimes people, people are majority of people are scared of the gym. And, um, that's what I'm trying to teach too, is just like, don't be afraid. It's not a place to be fearful of at all. So what if you don't know how to use a piece of equipment? You just ask, or, um, I mean, we will be running classes and courses that will help. And that's kind of the main thing about the teenage strength classes, how that evolved. I had some clients come to me about their daughters and just be like, Hey, like they want to go to the gym, but they're nervous. Like, can you do something? But they also didn't want to do personal training. So I was like, well, I can run a class and let's, let's educate them before they step foot you know, into those corporate gyms and stuff like that, because it can be intimidating. The gym is a scariest place and it's something I don't want it to be. And it becomes community, um, as well. Like you, there's this running joke with personal trainers is you're not only a personal trainer, but you're a therapist. You just get paid less. (laughs) (laughs) And because you're with those people like day in, day out, and they just tell you everything and everything. And, you know, um, exercise brings a lot of things and mental clarity and some things just need to come out and get out or you've had a bad day and you're there with your trainer and you're just like, ah, this happened to me today. Well, okay, let's work it out. So yeah, it is, it's, it's pretty funny, but yeah, not only my personal trainer, I'm your therapist too. So yes. Okay. So anybody, if you're listening, if you are in the sex myth area and you need, uh, some personal training and some therapy all in one, go check out Aaron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I so loved having you on and I can't wait to share you with the world. I'm excited. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate review and subscribe.